All right, let's get this party started. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to 20 Huh? This is your host, Heaven Renee, and I'm back with another podcast episode. So I think for my uploading schedule, I'm going to do every two weeks. I was trying to do every week, but that's just kind of a lot with my life here in Rome. I'm pretty busy all the time, so I don't think it's possible to do every week, but definitely every two weeks. So for this podcast episode, I kind of wanted to steer a little bit away from study abroad. This won't be all about study abroad, even though I will mention some of my time here. Um, It's not going to be centered on that. Um, Today, I wanted to talk about when life isn't exciting and that kind of like that little space of downtime before something great happens or, you know, the time between a good thing and a bad thing or the time between, you know, two good things, that little space in between that we kind of just... Um, throw aside and kind of forget Um, I feel like we live in a society where there's always a ton of pressure to constantly be doing something we live in a go 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 society everyone is always um, you know they're at work they're they're doing something with like taking care of their kids they're at school they're running errands you know we're always we're always doing something and we live in a society that um really encourages innovation and growth and not just growth but you know exponential growth you have to continuously be getting better and better and better you have to work 10 times harder 100 times harder you know a thousand times harder than you did before and yes that is one um that trait about us about society in general is one of the reasons why um we have progressed so much since you know like the industrial revolution But I also feel like it has also taken a big toll on us mentally and just kind of how we live our day-to-day lives. Um, And especially since being abroad, I've kind of felt this pressure to constantly be doing something, whether that, you know, that's traveling to another country or that's, you know, staying in my own city here in Rome and just constantly, you know, doing something fun, going to eat somewhere really cool or going to a museum or just, you know, constantly kind of seeing other things. And, you know, if I'm not doing that, I feel like I'm like wasting my time or, you know, I'm not getting the bang for my buck. And I don't really know where this pressure is coming from it's not like i have someone that's like oh you know you didn't you know you didn't do anything today like uh you you just wasted you know five hundred dollars something like that like no one's telling me you know telling me that but i still feel this weird kind of pressure to constantly doing something maybe it's kind of like this competition between you know other people that are studying abroad or i don't know but it's definitely there and i feel like i'm not the only person that feels this way um I'm not the only person studying abroad that feels this way, but I'm also not the only person, you know, in life in general that feels this way. Um, And I feel like my personality specifically, I like to constantly be doing things. I don't like just like sitting around or doing nothing. I get like very antsy if I don't have like my day planned, my week planned or whatever. Um, But anyway, a couple days ago, two days ago, um, I had plans for the day, and I woke up, I got ready, you know, I did my hair, did my makeup, I was ready for the day at 9am, and plant, my plans ended up falling through, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I have the whole day ahead of me, what am I gonna do? And I had no idea, I, had, I was thinking of different things for me to do, but I was like, oh no, that would be better to do a different day, or no, I don't have the money, I don't want to spend the money on that right now, you know, a bunch of other reasons, but... I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I have this whole day. Like, I don't have class until 3. It's 9 right now. 
I have, what is that, it's six, six hours? Yeah, six hours. Um, and it was really you know, starting to stress me out. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to just waste the whole day. And then it made me think back to something that we're learning about in my philosophy class. So I mentioned this in previous podcast episodes, but basically my class is about the philosophy of art and beauty. And we're learning about why people make art and what people consider art to be at different points in time. So we start back with Plato and then kind of work our way throughout time, through the different time periods. And just basically like a brief little summary. So basically commissioned art where people were paying artists you know to create these paintings and stuff like that that started off as a way to spread christianity because back then not a lot of people could read it was only the the really really rich people so you know the kings and the emperors and stuff like that they were the only ones that could read which meant that they were they were the only ones that could read the bible and the kings thought that in order to help better spread the message you know spread the message of jesus and god and all of that stuff they commissioned artists to paint frescoes which are basically just um paintings on the wall on walls of churches and you know these basilicas or even um not just paintings but also sculptures and stuff as well so they commissioned these artists to paint pictures paint scenes from the bible so that people that couldn't read they could see these paintings and they could still you know get kind of the gist of you know what was happening and this was and it, it worked it, a lot of people converted to christianity they they came to these churches to see these you know these giant frescoes and see you know the, the word of god so that's how it started and then once um the renaissance started it was kind of this new wave of art and it was kind of going more from art that was specifically commissioned by you know the kings and stuff who were like i wanted this this and this in this painting i want this this and this and it was kind of shifting more to kind of just creating art just because you know just for the fun of it not for a specific purpose and that's when um you start to see less and less paintings of the bible and more paintings of landscapes more portraits and things like that so it kind of shows this shift from a very purposeful craft to a craft that is that can be done in your free time that can be done just for the fun of it just because of it and these artists um, are not only being commissioned for work in public places, but now they're creating art for the private sphere. So art is becoming more, more of a way to please, you know, this new social class and not just a religious reason. And that's why portraits and, like I said, you know, mythological figures start to enter this scene. And this is also when... Um, canvases are created so they used to just paint frescoes so just on the wall and you paint um, on the wall the paint dries quicker so you have to you know you have to work more quickly and you aren't able to blend colors as well or add more colors as well add more layers and so with the creation of the canvas artists are able to spend you know m more time on their painting and put more detail into it and this is also around the same the same time where museums are created and you know museums you know you go to a museum and you really it's a place for you to just stop and stare and stop and focus and that's kind of like where i'm taking this to 
um, kind of relating this back to that sometimes it's good to just sit and do nothing, which I feel like in this day and age sounds absolutely crazy. You know, why would you quote unquote waste a whole day? But I think there can be beauty in that. There can be so much beauty in just taking a little while to, you know, recollect yourself, recollect your mind. And in my other class, my global media class, we were learning about um, the media's effect on children and how children don't even, they don't even daydream anymore because they're too busy, you know, on their phones playing games or they're snapchatting, they're watching YouTube videos. They don't have time to dream and imagine and just kind of just, you know, stare, you know, stare at the wall and just kind of let their mind kind of go and that's something that's detrimental not not just to you know children but you know when you grow up and you know for us now for adults as well and it can have an effect on our memory because we're constantly being fed stimuli that our brain doesn't have time to process the things that we're experiencing the things that we're learning and that can that can have effects on the way that we learn things because you know too often than not we're just we're so quick to just Google something, you know, Google the answer to something or look something up and we don't instead just sit and try to recall that information, we go to an external source and get that information. So um, there was research saying that um, the minds today aren't, not that we're not as smart, but we don't retain information very well where you know our brains are sponges they're meant to just soak up this information but you have to give it time you need rest time that's that's why we sleep you know sleeping isn't the most glamorous thing in the world you know although it you know it does feel good when you're just wrapped in your bed you know snuggled in your blanket but sleeping isn't the most glamorous thing but we need it we need our body needs time to repair itself our body needs time to rest it's going you know hyper speed you know 18 hours of the day or yeah, 18, something like that, 18 hours a day, you know, it needs time to recollect, to, you know, process, to go over the, you know, what happened today, to store all that short-term memory into the long-term memory. So that's why it's so important in this, you know, go, go, go time that we live in to take the time and have days where you just don't do anything, you know, have days where you just relax, have days where you just sit in your bed and stare at the wall and you just let your mind just go somewhere else, you know, have days where you do things that aren't that exciting and it's okay, you know, not to have, not to be doing something exciting every day, you know, give yourself, give yourself a break and don't feel guilty for it. Um, we as humans, there are things that we do that we need to do, you know, um, whether that's every day or every week or every month that aren't that glamorous or exciting. You know, we all have to do laundry. We all have to pay our taxes. We all have to, you know, you know, bathe ourselves, clean ourselves. We all have to, you know, take the trash out. Those things aren't that exciting, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, there are things for you to feel grateful for, you know, being grateful that, you know, you woke up in the morning, being grateful that you have a house, you know, even though you have to clean it, you know, every so often, you should be happy that you have a house because there are people that don't even have home, there are people that don't even have running water or things to drink, so those are things to be happy about, and I feel like we should start, you know, praising the small things, you know, we should start praising you know the little things that that we take for granted every day because that is important and that is something to be lucky for and that is something there is beauty 
in the mundane there's beauty in the boring you know beauty beauty is there beauty is all about what we've been learning about in my my philosophy classes beauty is all about the perspective you know there there are paintings worth you know billions and billions of dollars and you know some of some people think you know it's a masterpiece but other people can be like oh that's just you know that's just a, a line on a canvas you know that that's not art and it's it's all about perspective and i feel like you can have that mindset with your own life and that'll really transform the way you see your day-to-day life and really transform kind of your overall outlook on life as well so that day that my plans fell through i kind of took the the things that i learned you know in my class and tried to apply in my everyday life so i just took the day i did laundry um i cooked which is really fun i made chicken for the first time i've never cooked chicken before and i cooked it and it turned out really good i had chicken and then i um i have just like a frozen veggies or whatever that I defrosted and had with it and it was a really good meal so like I was like that's really cool you know made chicken for the first time checked it off my list I was able to clean all my bed sheets because they were getting kind of dirty um I was able to I clean my makeup brushes so you know even though you know technically my day was you know quote unquote wasted I didn't go out to a museum I didn't walk around the town I still got things done you know they weren't the most exciting things but you know, they were still things I was able to check off my list and that, you know, still made me feel good in a way and I was able to kind of just take my time throughout the day, you know, and not feel rushed, not feel pressure and it was it was really, really freeing, you know, in a way. So then comes the question of what do you do when you have, you know, this free time? What do you, what do you do with it? So you can, I feel like there's two different approaches. You can either, you know, approach A, you can do what I did and kind of just check off all those little things on your to-do list that you kind of push to the back burner you know all the things that you know like I said aren't that glamorous do those things but then there's also another option and that is to find a hobby so recently I've been trying to make this effort to not go on my phone as much stay off social media um you know stay off Instagram stay off Twitter you know even stay off you know YouTube and Netflix and try to find other things to do and this has become like a reoccurring topic and discussion in my social group, but also, you know, at school as well. Um, in my media class, we're also learning about how people don't have hobbies anymore. Um, people, you know, little or just, you know, even from a young age, you know, that's that's when hobbies start. When I was younger, my hobby, my hobbies, I guess, include I really liked um, I was, I've always been really creative, um, so in, like, elementary school, when I used to go to the, like, after-school care, um, I had this friend named Allie, and me and Allie used to, we used to, um, like, tr- design clothes, so we would, um, we had these, like, little stencils of, like, stent, like, dress stencils, you just draw the stencil, and then you can yourself, you know, do the design, so we used to design dresses, we did bikinis, um, we did, you know, pants and stuff like that, and, like, that was our thing, we would draw them for people, and make these little, like, mannequins and stuff, and, like, people would come to us and ask us to, you know, design them a skirt or design them a new swimsuit and stuff like that, so I used to do that when I was younger, I also, um, I've always been in I'm interested in interior design, so I've always been kind of designing my own rooms. And I used to, I used to like keep like a folder, and it was this like really fat, 
thing of papers just a bunch of pile of papers of my dream house and i drew every single corner of that bitch i drew i drew my bedroom i drew my bathroom i drew like my kitchen and i drew like what i wanted my kids rooms to, to look like i wanted four kids i had like their names all written down i had like what sports i wanted them to play i had like what i wanted them to look like what other hobbies did i have oh i like to, i like to read a lot um, I really like to sing, and I remember me and my cousin used to put on, like, performances for our families and stuff. We were really into the Cheetah Girls and Miley Cyrus, you know, Hannah Montana, you know, all of that stuff. So that's kind of, like, my little, like, a summary of my childhood and my, my kind of hobbies and stuff. I really liked arts and crafts, too, and um, even, like, in high school, I really liked... Um, kind of DIYing stuff, and especially clothes. I was always cutting things up or, you know, attempting to sew and whatnot. But anyway, I digress. In my class, we were learning about how um, children don't really have hobbies anymore. They, you know, they go to school, you know, maybe they, they play a sport, they have an after-school activity, maybe, you know, they play a sport, uh, like I said, play a sport, I've said that five times now, <laughs> or they go to dance or something like that, but then they come home and they go straight to their iPad and they just watch YouTube or they just watch TV and they don't they don't do anything else. You know, all um, kids are so creative. Kids are you know the brightest. They're the brightest minds, the brightest souls, the brightest hearts. They have there's so much potential in them, and that potential is wasted when they spend you know three hours of their day you know eyes just glued to a screen. And then more often than not, when people do have hobbies, those hobbies aren't carried into their adult life. A lot of people have hobbies when they're young, and then suddenly when people, you know, start getting jobs and families and stuff like that, they kind of put hobbies on the back burner, and they kind of lose interest in the things that once, you know, made, the, made a big smile on their face. And that could be because, like I said, we are a go-go society, so we, you know, we never have time for hobbies. And that could also be society's kind of pressure to always be the best. People don't really do things just because. Most of the time, people are driven by a certain outcome, and that outcome is more often than not, you know, money. People... Um, go into a certain field because of money people you know have certain hobbies because they know they're going to get paid for them because you know they know there is a certain outcome of them more focused on the result than the actual process when it comes to you know things like hobbies and stuff so i want to talk about leonardo da vinci who people know him for his paintings of the mona lisa and the last supper during the renaissance period um he was also known for his works in a bunch of other different fields he had hobbies he had more hobbies than probably anyone on the entire earth he um, was into painting and drawing and um, anatomy and physics and literature and you know so many other things and usually when people think of leonardo they think of his paintings and drawings but he was also, he had these journals and these manuscripts that he wrote um, where he studied things. He was really into anatomy and the human body and um, learning about the body as a whole system and how all, you know, all the parts are together. All of them are working together. They all have certain functions and stuff like that, but because before then people just kind of thought of the body as not really of like a machine it was more of this kind of spiritual 
kind of thing um but he was interested in that he was also interested in physics in literature and he just has a, a bunch a bunch of journals of his writings and he just did it in his free time he wasn't doing it to you know get credit for anything he also had a lot of um, in his notes a lot of different inventions and drawings of these kind of machines and a lot of them you know were never created they're um, were never created in his time and aren't created now but he just created them because he had an idea you know because he had an idea and he went with it and he saw it and even though he didn't saw, saw see it all the way through to the result he really just enjoyed the process of things and i think that's beautiful i think that is something that we should try to strive to be and to strive to go after and i do think it's important to um to be interested in things and you know trying to be best at them you know try to be the best you at them i think you should have hobbies that you really really try to perfect and craft but you should also have hobbies that you just do because they're fun you know you because you like actually doing them and you don't care about the recognition you don't care about the money and if you have things in your life like that you will be more more proud of your life and more fulfilled than you were if you were to just you know go to your nine to five every day come home go on instagram watch netflix and then go to sleep and if you just did that every single day and one of the inspirations for this podcast um, episode was i saw this instagram post by freelancing females and it was like a, just a screenshot of a twitter of a tweet by um kashia k-a-s-h-i ia and she said i feel like my generation lost hobbies everything doesn't have to be a hustle side hustle or money making enterprise sometimes it's just fun to do something because it brings you joy peace relaxation or allows you to be creative let's rediscover hobbies in 2020 she says additionally hobbies don't have to cost a ton of money or eat a ton of time like photography walk around take photos with your phone interested in a certain topic join a meetup group and meet new humans to discuss it with Want to learn how to knit? Look up some YouTube videos and head to the thrift store for cheap supplies, courtesy of everyone who gave up before you. <laughs> That's funny. Enjoy running? Join a local running club. Most runs, running stores have them um, for all levels and paces. Like cooking? Start a progressive cooking club with some friends. Into podcasts? Organize a podcast listening club that meets every week. Want to do good? Volunteer your time for a cause or an organiz organization you're passionate about. Hobbies seem impossible because we've been groomed to be hyper-productive, so time spent not earning money is a waste. We've also been taught that consumption equals good, so obviously I need the biggest, best thing to have a hobby. Nope, just spend a little time doing something you like. And one of my favorite parts about living in Rome is the way that they go through life here. Everyone is a lot more laid back than in comparison to the u.s just in just like you know the little things like people people here don't really walk that fast which at first was kind of annoying i was always just like weaving in and out of people but i realized that it's not because you know they don't want to walk fast it's because they're enjoying their walk to their destination um and even with things like food here the food here is so good and it's so good because people put effort into making their food it's a craft they're not worried about trying to make you know 500 dish you know at a restaurant they're not worried 
about making 500 dishes that night they're worried about making the best dishes and you can tell that um every single thing you eat here what people made an effort into it and it wasn't just kind of like a one and done situation which i really really like and it's something that um you know i've started to you know perfect my cooking skills and i'm still not the best but i've slowly started to enjoy the process and i feel like usually before i came here i was like oh i have to cook myself something like that's gonna take so long like i just want the food and again that's that that mindset that like i'm just worried about the end i'm not worried about the process Um, and i find that when you are worried about the actual process the result 10 times better 10 times better i swear and um just the lifestyle in general as well they don't wake up super early um they you know they wake up they drink their coffee and then like mid-afternoon everyone here takes naps and then oh also like eating meals too like everyone here eats takes like three hours to eat like one meal like if you go to a restaurant you are gonna be there for at least two or three hours because people take their time meals are not it's not just a time where you just sit down you you know shove food in your face and then you're going no it's also like a really social thing like that's why so many people here love going out to dinner with other people because you talk and you socialize and that's not something that takes just an hour you know that's something that can you know take three four hours and you actually have to ask for the check here they won't bring you the check because that's like considered rude because you know they don't know if you're done or not so you have to actually ask for it and that's how they know that you're done and then you're ready to leave um, so that's really interesting. So I'm, I'm learning a lot since being here. I really like the way that they live. I like the more laid-back um, lifestyle. It's a lot more, a lot less stressful, I feel like, and they just, they appreciate just the little things, you know, when it's a, when it's good weather here, everyone, um, everyone always talks about, oh, just, I'm just so lucky that it's a beautiful day outside, and like, that's just, oh, that's beautiful. So I think that is going to be the end of this podcast. It's a little bit shorter than past podcasts, but I feel like it's a pretty good, meaty, juicy episode packed with a lot of information um, that I've learned in my life here, my through my experiences and through my classes. Um, there's actually a quote that says, wisdom is the daughter of experience. And that's so true. You learn so much just from your day-to-day life. You just have to open your eyes and look listen and stay off your phone (laughs) so thank you all for listening to this podcast feel free to give it a thumbs up or like subscribe whatever you do depending on what um, platform you're listening to this on Um, i really appreciate all the support and i will see you guys in two weeks ciao